Okay, good afternoon. Win by two with Spencer Porter and Hank Pichel. Quick show for you. Recapping this Thanksgiving week slash weekend. A lot of exciting football action. College football has finished up conference-wise. Now we just have conference championship games, the best of the best. And we had, well, an additional college football playoff game as Ohio State-Michigan. People think the winner will get in, the loser won't as... Go Blue got on top of the Buckeyes, ending Jim Harbaugh's suspension. But we'll start with the NFL. Another exciting week, and the good keeps going for the Philadelphia Eagles as they went wire to wire with the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills find themselves out of the playoffs right now, and the Bengals probably for good. Some surprising outcomes per usual. What caught your eye most, Hank, or a couple of outcomes or performances? Um, I'll go with the uh, Packers on Thanksgiving. I thought they really uh, came to play. Jordan Love really impressed me. Uh, beating Detroit at home is a huge win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Really, to keep their season alive. Yeah, crazy game. I, I'm trying to. Yeah, twenty twenty first quarter points for Green Bay. It was mm-hmm. it was over early, and uh, Jared Goff. Stats look good, no picks, but uh looks like, I mean, every time the Packers sacked him, it seemed like it was a strip sack as the Packers were just all over. Uh, yeah, there it is, three fumbles by Goff and lost all three of them. The Packers were all over it. And Jordan Love looks good. Do you, is Jordan Love the guy, Hank? Is he washed, or are we in that middle ground still where we have to wait and see? I think we're going to be in that middle ground for the rest of this year still. I think the Packers are a good enough team to compete. Um, but it's still, it, still still early in Jordan Love's career. I mean, he's had some ups and downs, but he's shown flashes. Um, I hope he is the guy, you know. Got to pull for our, our Utah alums, but uh, we'll see. But this uh, Thanksgiving game was a step in the right direction for him. So the AFC isn't is in order. The division leaders, all with three losses. The Ravens have one more win uh, than the Chiefs, Jaguars, and Dolphins because they haven't had their bye yet. But next week, they will have that bye and can even some things out. But there you have it. The Ravens lead their division at 9-3, and three, and then the following week at 8-3, and three, the Dolphins, Jaguars, and Chiefs. And right behind them is, I mean, that AFC North. It's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Well, at least those top three, the Bengals, are slowing down. Um, but that AFC North has been tough. Matt Canada is out of the house for the Steelers. And the new offensive coordinator is new and improved as the Steelers finally outgain their opponent for the first time this season. And you'd think that would mean maybe their record's 2-9 and nine or something like that with that stat given. But no, they're still 7-4. and four. Uh, The Steelers have a negative 23-point differential and are still 7-4. and four. They, they do their thing. Mike Tomlin... Does not lose, Mm-mm. and Pittsburgh has been playing tough. The Browns at seven and four as well. They lost. The Broncos are heating up. They have a five game winning streak, and the Eagles after that loss to the Jets, stormed back in overtime to beat the Bills, and they have a five game winning streak as well. A great November for the Denver Broncos. Do uh, you, you think the Broncos can get into the playoffs? You know, what what team ahead of the Broncos do you think is uh, most in the way for them making a wild card appearance? Well, right now it's uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, we got them next week. 
It's going to be a tough game on the road. Um, the Texans are tough. C.J. Stroud looks unreal. That game against the Jaguars was a pretty good game. So definitely them. Take care of them. Um, and then we just got to start winning division games because that's how you get uh, the tiebreaker. So we got to take care of the Chargers in the next couple of weeks coming up here too. Yeah. The, the Bills and Bengals cannot win division games, which is why they are not going to make the playoffs this year. I believe it's a it's either seven percent chance or seventeen percent chance for the Bills to make the playoffs, but you know they they're a five hundred team and they have to win five straight. So uh, they haven't done that so far. Why would they do it now? <laughs> um, our tough loss of the week is the Texans. I mean, if if they would have beat the Jaguars, they they would be first place in that division. That they're now one and one against the Jaguars. Uh, if Amendola's uh, a kick, I mean. Like I, I don't want to be dramatic here, but if it was two two centimeters, two inches, two feet longer, it probably would have. It still may have hit the crossbar, but still bounced forward uh, to go in. But the 58-yard field goal, I think that's about as close you can be without making it. Maybe the double doink by the Bears kicker in the playoffs is the closest you can be without making it. You know, two chances of getting a ricochet, but that was about as close as it gets. It did not certify a win for the Texans if that had gone into what a game most likely would have gone into OT, uh, but a tough way to lose. And, uh, the, I mean, the Texans would be feeling a lot different today uh, if that kick might have gone in and that would have pulled that win out. In what world, like if you would have gone back 10 years and told me uh, in 2023 the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans are battling for a division lead spot and a playoff implication game in November I would have thought you were crazy and to wrap up just talking about the AFC another crazy thing I I mean everyone's familiar with what the Patriots have done and Bill Belichick and at the start of the season with hard knocks and the Jets all the exciting acquisitions they've made if we were to tell you that you know wrapping up Thanksgiving the month of November the Patriots and Jets would be the bottom two in the AFC I think that would have been some shocking news. Uh, but the Patriots are 2-9, uh, coming hot off the bye week. Uh, Tommy DeVito and the Giants beat the Patriots 10-7. to And the Jets uh, on Black Friday just looked, looked awful. I mean, throwing an interception on the last play of the first half on a Hail Mary is just, it's just bad. And it was a 99-yard pick six. But part of the problem is it couldn't have been a 105-yard pick six because Tim Boyle can't throw the ball into the end zone. His arm's not strong enough. So, oh, the the poor Jets. Um, I, I don't know. I, we don't have enough fingers to point uh, at all the problems. Uh, but been a rough year for the Jets uh, dating back to the first game of Monday Night Football where the New York Jets – just stand for just endure the suffering so uh a a sad sad situation for the afc east as it has been going downhill but i mean if we're being honest the rest of the country uh smiles at the downfall of those teams especially the new england patriots but now to the nfc the eagles are balling 10 and 1 jalen hurts has been amazing i i mean an, uh, another MVP-worthy performance. Who knows? Uh, MVP just is a very recency bias award uh, throughout the season as 
you know the the person the QB that had the best uh, night best game yesterday is the, the MVP you know every time Brock Purdy has a great game people think he's the MVP and then when they lose you know three straight he's nowhere close to it so MVP is the MVP but Jalen Hurts will his name will continue to be in that conversation the order in this is just just madness because the Cowboys have been great but the Eagles are still uh, top of that division um it will be fun, however, to watch the Cowboys and Eagles play once more in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Vikings have a big game against the, the Bears. If the Bears win or lose, I, I don't think it really matters, but it'd be a big win for the Vikings as they're still gelling together with Josh Dobbs and, I don't know, maybe Justin Jefferson will play after their bye week, which is next week. I don't think he's going to play tonight. Uh, so we'll have to see. Um but the NFC has been, I mean, quite similar to last year uh, as, you know, the Falcons for the moment are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of last year in that division. They will get the fourth seed, uh, but they have a losing record. So congrats to that horrible division. Uh, but the NFC South is, uh, is still a division, so someone's going to make the playoffs in there. What surprises you about the NFC, uh, and do you do you think one and two will change? Um, NFC wise, I think we're seeing a lot of last year. The two top dogs, the Cowboys are going to have a great record. Um, they're going to end up playing the uh, the Falcons, the winner of the NFC. They're going to smoke them and then get beat by a real team. I mean, they still, like we we were talking about on the way over, they haven't beat a team over 500 still. They're looking great. They're playing really good. Really tough at home, but um, I just I need to see them beat a team that has a winning record. Uh, I think it's going to be San Fran and Philly in the conference championship. Um, I And Philly's still my pick to go. I think they're still the best team in football. But what shocks me the most is the Giants are still winning football games. They have the same amount of wins. Danny DeVito or Tommy DeVito has the same amount of wins as Justin Herbert right now, so um, I think I thought they should have absolutely th- uh, tanked and gone for one of the big QBs or Marvin Harrison Jr. But they're still winning football games. They're in the no man's land right now. That's what's shocking me the most from the NFC. And we have to mention uh, Deron Bland. Oh yeah, I mean th- this guy's unreal. Another pick six, an NFL record. Uh, in only 11 games. That's just unbelievable. There's a stat. I hate to do this to you. He has more touchdowns than the, um, I think it was the Patriots wide receiver core have receiving touchdowns this year. Six pick sixes, correct? Or five? Five. Five pick sixes. Most likely will get six uh, at the rate he's going. Yeah. Um, He does not have more touchdowns than Zach Wilson. He has seven. He has seven. (laughs) Uh, But... Just, just unbelievable, unbelievable performance, and um, yeah, and NFL record. Jim Nance and Tony Romo were on the call for that, and that was uh, that was the exciting moment of the game after it had become such blowout, as the Cowboys just cannot play in a close game at home. Uh, they thirteen straight wins. Just been bulldozing teams. Um, but Deron Bland, that that is amazing. 
And, you know, some records are, are luck, you know, the longest return or or a fumble recovery that the ball just bounces to you. But, I mean, pick six, just the talent, the instincts. And his return, his return, especially in this game against the Commanders, made Sam Howell look silly. I, I can't remember if it was Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, but two receivers for the Commanders uh, essentially tripped each other uh, trying to tackle Deron Bland. So They've been long returns, just, too. They haven't been like ama- Amazing yards. stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, so the Cowboys look great at home. And then, well, we watched that Niners game in Santa Clara against the Cowboys, and that's how they are on the road against good teams. But I, th- I think the NFC, pretty predictable to see how it's going to finish up. Uh, but if one of these AFC teams lay an egg, uh, we really could see a, a difference in these AFC standings. But it looks like everything's going to run through Philly as they'll get a first-round bye uh, if things continue to play out especially if the Eagles beat the Cowboys uh, uh, in a few weeks. It, I mean, it's inevitable. They'll, they'll be the number one team. Lock everything up. Uh, as we finish up talking about the NFL, going to trickle into our college football playoff predictions. Um, unscripted, most random question. I think Stephon Diggs signs with the Dallas Cowboys to play with his brother next year. What do you think about that? Hmm. I'm sure it will be a big talking point come off season time, but I don't think so. I think he's going to stay in Buffalo. Uh, I think there'll be some a little bit of drama after this year, uh, especially if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, that will be a big, big talking point um, come off season. But I think there'll be some drama, and I think he'll end up stay be, uh, stay put in Buffalo, and they'll they'll run it back. It'll be interesting to see. Not that most important thing right now. Do you think he'll be in Dallas? I, I think he'll he'll be gone. He's been a, a little pouty, and uh, I think I think he'll go elsewhere. He didn't he didn't have a great November. Uh, kind of a slump, around fifty yards a game or under. Uh, he played well yesterday, um, but I don't know. The Bills are the Bills. I think are the best uh, best worst team in the NFL. We only get four spots. This is the final year of the four-team college football playoff. Next year will be some madness, be more exciting, but I wonder I wonder how bowl games will be treated at, uh, going into next year because there's you know, 12 teams that get in. Um, and I, I just wonder the focus of the you know, Bad Mowers Bowl or the Idaho Potato Bowl, if that will get diminished even more uh, next year as these college football playoffs expand, uh, which I, if, even if they do, you know, get, get, go down a little bit or no one really cares about a, a bad bowl game, I mean, they seldom care right now. Uh, but I think we'd be willing to make that trade with the 12-team college football playoff and a lot of exciting action uh, next year. Only four teams get in, and we have some interesting predicaments uh, because Alabama beat Oregon, excuse me, beat Auburn on basically a fadeaway buzzer beater on fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. So Alabama has one loss. That one loss is to Texas. Texas has one loss. That was to Oklahoma and and obviously the Cotton Bowl tough rivalry game. And they play the Red River rivalry. They play Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. And 
Michigan has beaten Ohio State, which gives them the privilege of playing Iowa in the Big Ten Championship because the Big Ten still does, you know, an, an East and West. And, well, those just darn Hawkeyes, they staved off Northwestern, Wisconsin, Nebraska, <laughs> Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota. Good going for them as Michigan held off Ohio State, Penn State, and Maryland. Some solid, solid competition. And then Rutgers, Michigan State, and Indiana. So, if you, I mean, if you want to bet on this game, I think it's like a 23-point favorite uh, for the Wolverines, um, which probably seems right. Michigan has, is looking amazing. What's interesting is we have four undefeated teams. They all still have one more game to play. Uh, I mean, their conference championship. But Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and Washington are undefeated. Washington beat Oregon in the regular season. They play the Ducks in Las Vegas on Friday night. One less day of preparation for the Pac-12 uh, for a primetime you know, rating spot, uh, which we appreciate. But, you know, they, they just came off their, you know, their Apple Cup and whatever Oregon, Oregon State call that. Um, you know, those tough rivalry games, and they'll have to get ready for this. If, if I'm not mistaken, once again, I mean, betting's not the most important thing, but it's sometimes interesting to look at the lines. Uh, Betting-wise, Oregon is a 9.5-point favorite. So that that's that's what Vegas has the Ducks as a nine and a half point favorite, um, which basically every common opponent between the Ducks and and the Huskies, Oregon has blown out the team they played in the Pac-12 by a bigger margin than Washington, but head to head Washington beat them. So uh, pick and choose, but head to head Washington beat Oregon already. So it's hard to decide what's going to happen. But the famous quote is, it's hard to beat a good team twice. And that's what the Huskies are going to do. I, I know exactly what to say and what the predictions are. And at the same time, I have no idea. Uh, but I think uh, this playoff is going to be Georgia, Michigan, in no particular order, I may add. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and I think Florida State is going to get in after beating Louisville. Um, Jordan Travis is amazing. Uh, his stats, the the year-after-year performances he's done at Florida State have been great. He's gone. But, you know, this doesn't mean there's some schmuck playing quarterback. Uh, when Jalen Hurts got benched, whether that was rightfully done so or not, Tua Tagovailoa came in. Uh, Florida State is not as prominent as Alabama, but they're right behind them, uh, you know, maybe a tier just below. They still have a talented guy playing quarterback, and their defense has been great all year. And I think uh, they'll be able to pull it off. They have arguably the best receiving core in the nation. They got two huge targets, two huge targets. So that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, a lot of yapping on my part. Chime in, Hank. Uh, what do you think, whether you agree with me or not, or just uh, – any of these matchups, what do you think is going to happen? Mm, I, do, I agree with the Pac-12. I think Oregon. I think Oregon is going to take them. I think Bo Nix is going to be the Heisman. Uh, as of right now, um, I agree with your list or your order on the playoff teams, and I think your ranking was right. I do think they're going to put in Florida State just because you can't have a you can't go 13 and now and a Power Five and not make it. I think that's only ever happened once or twice or something like that. So 
Um, they'll make it in the fourth seed and lose by 30 to Georgia. Um, Michigan and Oregon, I think, will be like game of the year. I think that'll be a sick game. And then I think it will be Michigan and Georgia, what we were supposed to have last year. And uh, Georgia will win another national championship. I think they'll back to back to back. Yeah, I mean, like, it's been so long since Georgia lost. Don't even know who the last team they lost to was. They've been so solid. And, I mean, we, we're here in Utah. We like the Utes. Utah had a competitive game with Washington. But when the Ducks played the Utes, someone was open on every play. Oregon just looked amazing. And it's hard to not, you know, go with the Ducks and uh, just how they've been playing. Uh, Washington's great, too. Odunze. I think that's how you say it. Amazing receiver. He's so fun to watch. Seems like he scores a touchdown every game or two. And Michael Penix Jr., it's fun to watch him sling the ball, but he gets a little risky. He, I mean, what? whether it's, I don't know, the the biggest window in your neighborhood or your bathroom window, Michael Penix is throwing it in that. <laughs> he, he's going to try. It, whatever he tries, he thinks is open, he's going to try to sling it in there, but uh, Oregon's just their offense looks good, and so I think it's hard to beat a good team twice. And Oregon will take care of Washington. Let Let's throw in the crisis management in here now. If Alabama beats Georgia and Texas beats Oklahoma State, what do we do? So what do you what do you because we were talking about this a little bit. What do you value more, the Texas win against Alabama earlier in the season? When they lost at home, or do you value Alabama beating Georgia, the first time you beat Georgia in like two plus years or whatever, just recently in a game that means more? So, yes, yes. I mean, Texas won in Tuscaloosa. Quinn yes. Ewers played an amazing game. Uh, Texas looked look solid. And I mean, so the Longhorns have, have beaten Alabama. So, on the flip side, Alabama's been playing a lot better. Uh, Milrow has been he's, been, he's been, he's had a solid year. He's been balling out. He played really, real good against Auburn last week. That throw was an, amazing. But do you overlook all that? And because Georgia's a lock, right? And there's no scenario where Georgia doesn't make it. Even if they lose? Even if they lose. See, that's an interesting thing as well, which is why four teams is, is so hard. And, and so, yeah, the second game of the season, Alabama loses to Texas. But we've now got at this point, they've cruised to the SEC. They've gone mm-hmm. undefeated in their SEC schedule with wins over LSU, win over Tennessee, and a win over Ole Miss. Coincidentally, all were at home. Uh, but it was just how the scheduling was. You can't control your conference schedule when you're home in a ways. Um, but they beat Ole Miss, beat Tennessee, beat LSU, who are all ranked in. It all comes down to Georgia. I wouldn't look in too much that they snuck past Auburn. I mean, the scenario, the you know, do or die fourth and go from the 31, that's a little – I mean, they were on their last life. But it's also a but rivalry. But th- this rivalry is electric. And yeah. so as long as you can sneak out a win, you know, what, whether it's this rivalry, BYU-Utah, Duke-North Carolina basketball, it doesn't matter the sport. You can win. That's all that matters. And they snuck out the win and at Auburn. I mean that that place was just going crazy. Um, so, I mean, so I don't know. It I, some teams going to get left out, whether it be Florida State, Texas, or, or Bama, because you would think 
that Georgia already has made their case. They're locked in, even if they lose. Michigan's probably not going to lose. And then the winner of the Pac-12 championship has a lock. So between those three teams, someone's getting knocked out. It's, and it's the cold, hard truth because we are not an 18 playoff or a 12 team playoff. And, you know, while, while I think the 12 team playoff will fix the majority of the tough decisions, next year someone's still going to be picked 13th, 14th, and 15th. And it's still going to be like, well, why did those teams get put in 11 and 12 when 13 and 14 uh, did this and that and should have gone in there? So, I mean, we're going to have that problem next year. But I. I mean, just because we're in the very moment, it feels like it, but it, it might be. This might be the hardest uh, rankings ever. Definitely. Beca- because you, usually the whoever gets picked fifth feels absolutely snubbed, but you could have a fifth, sixth, and seventh, uh, you know, that are ranked as the fifth, sixth, seventh best team in the nation that rightfully can feel snubbed because they likely will only have one loss. So at- Texas will only have one. Washington loses, they only have one. Yeah, so I I think the I think the college football committee is holding their breath that all the undefeated teams win. If Florida State wins, Washington wins, Michigan wins, and Georgia wins. Or if Florida State loses and Texas wins, I think they put Texas over them. Yeah. Well, okay. Let, let's end with this scenario. So Georgia beats Alabama because in the last three years, it's Georgia hasn't lost. Michigan beats Iowa because Iowa beat Nebraska by three last Friday in the worst college football, football game ever uh, with two interceptions under 30 seconds. So they, Iowa beat Nebraska 13-10 and 10, 13 to 10, to get a chance to get their butts kicked by Michigan. So Georgia beats Alabama. Michigan beats Iowa. If Florida State beats Louisville, excuse me, I jumped ahead. Georgia beats Alabama, Michigan beats Iowa, Washington beats Oregon. If Florida State loses to Louisville, we have a buttload of one-loss teams. Do you give Ohio State the nod? Who forgot about Ohio State? Ohio State didn't make it to their conference championship, but, I mean, hello, every year. It's Ohio State. Michigan, either Michigan or Ohio State doesn't make it to their conference championship because they're in the same side of their conference. So, does Washington get the nod? Does well, Washington, Texas? Washington wins, right? So, sorry, Washington scenario? wins. So, does Texas get the nod? They, or Ohio State or Florida State? Florida State. Because they're all one loss teams. Yes. In that scenario, I think they just go basic and they give it to Ohio State. Which, because they. Which they have the best loss. They I have mean, the best loss, and they're like, they've been to the playoffs before texas would be my next pick i just think florida state without their qb it's just tough to put them up there like legitimately and to have a shot against georgia so so many so many factors come in and i and i think like it's a fake factor but their respect factor could come in where ohio state played a phenomenal game last year losing to georgia in the college football playoffs so you might want them back that that's why it's just fun to speculate um but those are the scenarios we think can happen. The scenario we didn't mention is Iowa beating Michigan, which, I mean... Would mess the, that, the whole thing up. That would be a, a debacle. That'd be, I mean, go get some pop some popcorn for that one. Uh, I don't think it's possible, but, I mean, we've had those Cinderella stories, UMBC beat Virginia. So that, that would be hysterical. 
<laughs> if, if that could happen. Um, well, I mean, next Monday we'll have a lot to talk about. Then. So we'll have to see what the verdict is. And uh, next week we'll chime in on the same conversation because the rankings won't be out uh, by the time we begin our show next Monday at 4 o'clock. Uh, but we'll be able to base it off uh, the results of these games. Uh, just win, baby, and uh, you'll have a better chance. And also, shout out to uh, number twenty-five ranked Liberty. They're twelve and zero. If they beat New Mexico State in their uh, in the American Athletic Conference Championship game, they'll go to thirteen and zero and give themselves an exciting bowl game opportunity. Uh, but similar to UCF of years ago, they will not be in the national championship consideration. Uh, but with all that being said, still still a great year for them. Got to give credit where credit's due. Liberty, Tulane, James Madison have had great seasons. Tulane only has one loss on the year, and that was to Ole Miss in a close game. And James Madison should have been undefeated, but in a in a close rivalry to Appalachian State, uh, the Dukes uh, failed to the Mountaineers. But th- those are some honorable mention teams that just are not, you know, in the Power Five. Uh, but that that will be the thing to consider next year is, you know, does a 13-0 Liberty make the 12 seed in the college football playoff next year? That's what we get to talk about then. Uh, that's what we'll have to think, but it will also uh, be fun to see these new conferences because I don't think anyone in the Big Ten is going to go undefeated next year. Uh, they they could, but talk about a gauntlet of a schedule when you uh, just add, you add some of the Pac-12 schools. Well, you added four Pac-12 schools in Washington, Oregon, UCLA, USC. And three of those four um, could beat you any given day at football uh, based on this season. I mean, USC has lost a handful of games, but they can still put up 60 points. And uh, Caleb Williams might be on that team next year. Hey, he could stay. Um, But that wraps it up for us. Fun, uh, Fun time to speculate and see what we think happens. We threw a few scenarios out there. Hopefully uh, something uh, turns around to make some sense. But uh, just win and the, the fireworks start. Friday night at 6 o'clock, Oregon at Washington. I mean, Washington's the home team, but that game is played in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Thanks for jo- joining us on Win by 2. We'll be back next week at 4 o'clock on 91.3 The Blaze.